It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. This is Odyssey's 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast. I'm Al Sacco with Brian Rennick and Zane Nafi. And our guest to kick off the show today is someone I'm very excited to talk to. He is the senior writer for Sports Illustrated. He is Connor Orr. Connor, thanks for the time today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Connor. So we definitely have a lot of Niner talk. There's always drama with the Niners. There's always things to talk about. But before we do that, I want to ask a little bit about you. How did you get to assign from the senior writer? What's your background? Um, So I went to uh, Syracuse. And um, from there, I started working at a paper in New Jersey called the Star Ledger. Um, While I was there, um, ended up uh, covering the Jets and the Giants for a little while. Um, Three years for the Jets, two years for the Giants. Um, Then bounced around to uh, NFL Network, where I was part of the Around the NFL podcast with those guys. And uh, had a great four years there. And um, in 2018, I I got to SI when uh, Peter King had the MMQB go. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great run so far. Uh, and I love are you it. Here from, are you from New York? Are you from the Syracuse area? I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, like right outside of, uh, the Scranton area. And I live in New Jersey now. Oh, uh, okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I live in New York and I, I lived in Syracuse for a few years. So yeah, I'm really familiar with SU. So beautiful summers, just very short. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to deal, deal with the winters. So that's right. All right. Then Connor. So. You recently did an article on the 15 best skill position players, and that really caught our eye. And you went the 49ers at number one in the league. You went as far to say they were the greatest collection of skill position players on a team since the Rams' greatest show on turf. What is it about this group that made it so special and made you think that? It's yards after the catch, positional versatility, and blocking ability. You know, I think those are the three things because each one allows you to do so many more things. Like, I, I, you know, yes, would I want Justin Jefferson on my team? 100%. But if I couldn't have Justin Jefferson, and since there's only one Justin Jefferson, can you give me a receiver who can also play running back, a running back who can also play wide receiver, a tight end who's also a wide receiver, a fullback who's also a tight end? And all these guys are, I think three of those players were at the top of yards gained after first contact in the NFL over the last three years. So, I mean, you're just... You know, and Brock Purdy, I think, is good. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is fine, you know, and but they these guys make them so much better. They elevate them due to their physicality and their versatility. And it seemed it seemed like when McCaff because the Niners having some trouble scoring going back to 2020, 21 and the beginning of 2022. But it seemed like when McCaffrey got in there, just everything started to gel. Is he that kind of Marshall Falk piece to you? Do you think he was the missing piece for them? I don't know if he was a missing piece, but I think he made the entire thing foolproof to the point where, like, if you had that system and you had Christian McCaffrey in addition to everybody else healthy at the same time, it's pretty hard to screw up, right? I mean, good good coaches, good players make good coaches, and Kyle's obviously a great coach. He's got a great schematic eye for everything, but, you know, this is, this is one of those things where it's such a talent abundance that I think it just made their situation really difficult to, to screw up. Do you kind of see them adding any more uh, skill players? Like we talk about post-June first cuts. There's still some guys out there on the free agent market. And there's the, obviously the draft coming up in which they have 11 picks, most of them being later in the draft. Can you see them potentially adding to this skill, skills group? Or 
is it a situation where Kyle Shannon can look at that and be like, you know, I'm I'm happy with what I have there? I don't think you can ever, you know, not be adding to that since it's sort of the the strength in the core of your team, and you have an offense that relies on such specific rules where you know you need a burner on one side you need a physical guy on the other side you need certain things in order to make it run the way that you want it to run and so especially if you have all the compensatory picks you do this year you're going to at least want to be taking swings you know and uh you know because you know especially you find a receiver in the second round or the third round or especially a tight end in the second round or the third round in this market right now and i know they don't have a pick until the third round but um it's it's one of those things where you're saving yourself so much money and you're also building in a little bit of a learning curve because the system does take some time. I mean, you saw that with Brandon Ayuk, right? It's not it's not something where you can walk in and just be really good at it right away. I gotta I gotta ask sorry, Brian. I gotta ask you about Brian Go Brandon Ayuk. What was he was Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse? Was he actually at that point? I'm sure he was, you know, at some point, but I also think like What's interesting about Brandon is like it, it's it's a role in the offense, right? And so like in order to play defense against the 49ers, you know, they're just they're asking you like, okay, we're going to give you three options. What do you want to take away on every play? And a lot of times it was like, okay, Brandon maybe is running more of the vertical concepts, maybe he's going deeper and in, you know, against these kind of umbrella defenses, yeah, we're, we're going to take that away because we don't want to get embarrassed. We don't want to get our pants pulled down and we'll take our death by a thousand paper cuts. And while Brandon might have been struggling to learn the offense and the role and the rules, I think he was also playing a position where simultaneously you're just going to get taken away more, but they need you to do what you do. They need you to be fast. They need you to be linear. They need you to be vertical, you know, and so you know, it's one of those situations where it's like six and one half dozen in the other. There could be, I could see games a lot next year where teams might play them a lot differently. And, and if he's on the roster, he would, he might have a better, better shot at it. You know, one of the things that I've been uh, really hoping that this team would do for a long time now is add a viable tight end to, uh, to that, to that offense. And the last time they had a viable, let me, let me let me change that a little bit. A viable pass catching option at tight end two, and uh, last time they had that really felt like uh, what was it twenty twenty with um, uh, I just lost I just lost his name uh, Jordan Reed Jordan, Jordan Reed, Reed right Reed, yeah. yeah if <clears throat> if the 49ers were to find a player like that in this draft which is deep at tight end. Do you think that that could ev- that could elevate the offense even further, or do you feel like there really isn't a whole lot of room for a second tight end to really elevate what they've already been doing? It's a good question, right? I mean, I think more is always better, but it's you know you're if you're looking at it in in the terms of like resource allocation, it's like okay, I have you know basically what they're really good at is they're good at stick using their guys, their main guys. So are you? Debo, um, Kyle Juszczyk, uh, Kittle, uh, and McCaffrey, they're good at using them to force a defense to stay in, in base, right? And then, 21 personnel. Right, right. And then hammer them in some kind of way out of, um, out of a, a version of that grouping. So uh, would, would having more, another tight end, I mean, sure, it would probably diversify you, but I still think, I'm still convinced, and people can think I'm crazy, that the next evolution of this offense is to add a mobile quarterback to what they're already doing, 
And I think it's going to make a lot of the other wants and needs superfluous to the point where if Trey Lance, I think, plays the way that they think he can play, I think we're going to see the next fold and the next wrinkle and the next evolution in this. And I don't think it's another skill position had. I think it's, I, I think that offense has gone as far as it can go um, based on kind of the interchangeable personnel, if that makes sense. That's actually a really uh, perfect transition, Connor, uh, even though you didn't know. Uh, so we had a question here and it, it was this, it's what are, what are your overall thoughts on Trey Lance? You know, with everything that has come out this week at the owners meetings with John Lynch's comments on Monday, Kyle Shanahan's comments on Tuesday, we had a very ranty episode on Tuesday talking about that quarterback room. Um, you know, it, it does appear based on some comments from, from Shanahan and Lynch that this is Purdy's team when he's healthy, but do you still buy into Lance's future, even though he is as green as he is? And it sounds like, again, your in your mind, that that element that Lance brings would would elevate this offense even more. Yeah, I mean, here here's sort of my take on it, right? Is that by the end of next year, let's say, more than half of the league is going to be running this offense, right? In some yeah. way, shape, or form, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we're at like 40% the last time that I checked. And so, but, but none of those teams that run it, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, have a quarter a mobile quarterback. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anybody or if I'm maybe underplaying somebody's athleticism, but when half the league is running an offense and 100% of the defensive coordinators are spending their entire offseason preparing for basically the outer reaches of what that system can do, Trey Lance is the one guy that can blow that whole thing up. Brock Purdy can't. Brock Purdy can follow the rules better than Trey Lance, but mm -hmm. Trey Lance can dictate new rules. And so uh, that was always my understanding of the impetus behind the pick and you know whether or not they want to keep pushing in that direction, I'm not sure, but it's just like, to me, it makes all the sense in the world to throw all your investments behind him. And, you know, Purdy's not going anywhere. He's not costing you anything and you're not losing him at any point, you know? So I don't know. I, I think you'd give it another go with Trey Lance. And the kind of 49ers have kind of been the exception to the rule where they've been to the NFC championship game and then farther three of the last four years. Now, most teams that you see go on runs like that have a franchise QB, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. We even give the example of Dominic McNabb for the Eagles back in the early 2000s. He was one of the best QBs in the league. The Niners have kind of done it without a franchise guy. So I guess when you look at Kyle Shanahan in the way that he's kind of gone through quarterbacks, because that's kind of been the hot button topic right now, Connor, with 49ers fans is Shanahan's a great coach. We all know that. But the way he's gone through quarterbacks from Garoppolo and then he didn't want Garoppolo. Well, first he wanted Kirk Cousins and then Garoppolo and then he wants to move away from Garoppolo and then he flirts with Stafford and Watson and Lance and now Purdy. So do you, how, what is your take on how Kyle's kind of handled this quarterback situation? And do you think maybe he just wants sort of an extension of him and he doesn't feel like he needs sort of a franchise guy? I don't know. I mean, I think when he's had a true franchise guy like Matt Ryan, right, he's been really good, right? And he mm -hmm. made the Super Bowl and um, almost won a Super Bowl, should have won a Super Bowl. And so I think all the other stuff has just been conditional of the time and the moment where um, maybe the finances didn't work out or a trade didn't work out in one way, shape or form or another. Or some guy wasn't available, but I don't think he's doing anything wrong per se. Like even mm -hmm. when they drafted Trey Lance, right? Trey was super raw, but he had Trey basically outsourced to 
the quarterbacks, private quarterbacks coach that he trusted the most. And so he's getting better information on this guy than anybody else on planet earth. And so like, I think the, the decisions are informed. It's a calculated risk, but what else would you have, I, I guess, like, would you want him to go Mac Jones in that draft? I don't know. I mean, you put at a slightly better first season, maybe he's still healthy. I think he would have mm-hmm. been pretty awful in that offense, to be honest. And so I, I don't like he hasn't made a lot of mistakes. I think he's just kind of, you know, this is the story of a lot of teams, right? This is why Matt Rule got fired. Like, you know, he he, he took seven or eight swings at the at the position. He missed out on Matt Stafford, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and so you lose your job. And it, it you yeah. know, but Kyle has if I'm an owner, right? I'm like, I recognize the ability, the inability to get a franchise quarterback that happens. We took our shot. We missed. Uh, okay. Like now what do we do? But if there ever comes another guy in the market and he has a choice between where he's going to want to go, San Francisco is going to be the first team on his list. Cause every quarterback yeah. wants to play in that system. And a lot of guys want to play for Kyle. It sounds like you still really believe in Trey Lance from what you're saying. You, you think there's still a future there? Yeah, I mean, I think he's just raw. That's all. I mean, he didn't get a ton. You know, there there wasn't a ton of reps in college, and you can't replicate that. And you also can't expect him to come from a basic read and react offense like you do at North Dakota State, you know, to the NFL and do Kyle Shannon to a very pro style offense, you know, and it's going to take time. Brock Purdy had like 50 starts in college, you know, yeah. and he saw more football. And so I don't know. I, I would say give him a chance to see more football. Now, only thing I've been disappointed in with Trey has been, I I thought he was going to be much better of a power runner than he was. He really, you know, and kind of got stopped at the line a lot, kind of got like, mm-hmm. you know, hammered by guys when I thought he would be putting his shoulder down. But again, it's not like you can teach a guy to do that. He's, he's giant. He got the hard part down, the God-given part, right? So, you know, he's giant and fast. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like to throw that, that kind of stuff away. I, I got to ask Connor, you one we thing. really oh, go ahead, Sorry, I, I have one more follow-up uh, as, as long as we're talking about the draft uh, last year's draft, but I, I have a question about this year's draft for you. And there's a school of thought amongst 49ers fans that they should be drafting a quarterback every year in the later rounds to, to maybe find the next Brock Purdy. Do you think that Kyle takes a stab at this, this year with so many picks late and with this current quarterback situation, could we see a flyer late in the draft or an undrafted free agent potentially make a move here? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, Ron Wolf did that for years, right, with Green Bay, and I don't think it's a bad um, roster-building strategy. It all just depends on where that lines up on your list of wants and needs. Like, if there's a throwaway seventh-round pick and you have a kid with 60 starts, 50 or 50 college starts that's available, I would do it. You know, why not? Uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's it's one of those things that's such a valuable asset, and they've just been unlucky in terms of quarterback injuries. So you have to recognize that and accept it. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. Thanks, Connor. All right, bye-bye.